Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. It's prayer and story time. Welcome to the Ark of the Covenant Ministry, prayer and story time, where we get an opportunity to present to you the man Christ Jesus, where some will accept him as their Lord and Savior, where others will receive strength and hope, others direction and guidance, where we get an opportunity to present testimonies, stories, a little laughter, maybe a song. My name is Reverend Hill. I'm here today with my anointed, Holy Ghost feel, beautiful, precious, anointed wife, Mrs. Hill, where she has a message from above. So I would like for you to situate yourselves and prepare your hearts and minds to receive what heaven has to release. So without any further ado, I would like to present to you what God has given unto us, what thus saith the Lord. Good morning, good morning, good morning to all of our faithful friends and listeners. And we want to welcome, welcome, welcome our newcomers and listeners tonight. Welcome to Ark of the Covenant Ministry with my husband, Reverend Derek Hill. And we are always so pleased and happy and overjoyed in our hearts to have you. Thank you for listening, watching, and just participating in the Ark of the Covenant Ministry. Prayer time, story time, question and answer time with us every day. We know that some of you cannot be with us every day, but we thank you for the time that you put in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We will be continuing our series on real life stories. Life has many storms and storms come in many forms. We know that they come in abortions and divorces and accidents. Loneliness, pornography, sicknesses, drugs, violence, joblessness, alcoholism, depression, abuse, death, rape, and trafficking. And my sisters and brothers, we all know that none of these things come up above, from up above from our Heavenly Father. So we just want to pray that the world have a revival all over. And so that these things, which may be in some of you that are listening today, you may be an abuser of some of these things in drugs. You may be in a divorce. You may have had or in process of going to get a divorce. You may feel lonely. You may be off into pornography. Fearful, abuse, have depression from death, suffer from depression, alcoholism, joblessness. You may be a victim of rape or you may be a predator of someone who likes to rape. And you may be a victim of trafficking or you may be someone that is very guilty of trafficking, of young people, older women like a pimp that's got women scared of you while she sell her own body to give you the proceeds off of what she's doing with what's her own. Well, I'm here to tell you today, whatever that problem may be, excuse me, <laughs> my sinuses are acting up again, so forgive me. But God 
can break the chains of bondage to all of these worldly, earthly, occultic diseases and satanic sins that hovers over us and inside of us. So today we're going to pray if we are guilty of those things or if we are victim of those things. We're just going to pray and we're going to ask God to free us from it right now, right where we stand. Heavenly Father, we just want to ask you to come into our lives, Father God. Lord, we just ask you for your blessings to come down from the heavens above and come down, Father God, and just cover us. Squeeze us and hug us, Lord, in your love. God, I'm asking right now that you saturate every man of the world, each and every adult and child. God, I'm just asking that you would sprinkle your sinless, spotless blood, Lord, and that you would break the chains of bondage and all dynamic occulted spirits and curses that hover those of us that are not saved and those of us, us that are saved, that the evil spirits are trying to come up against, Lord Jesus. Free us, Father. Save us. Because we know that you're the only one that could. Lord, we know that you said prayer works. And we believe in your word. We have faith in your word. And we stand on your word. So, Lord, give us change in our lives. Help those of us that are not. Help us to want to be children of yours, Father God. Help us to accept you as our Lord and Savior in your life and to your family to be adopted so that you may be our father, so that we may be family, so that we may be sisters and brothers of the same, Father God. God, bring joy and love into our hearts. Lord, let us walk into the light and not into darkness. Father God, I pray that you would just break every chain of bondage that is on us all over the world today, Father God. We pray this prayer for the world of everyone that's in it. Father, we also pray that you would open up the minds of those that are listening this morning and give us all a clear understanding of this message, this testimony, this question, or maybe answers that comes from the pastor, Lord Jesus, this morning and his wife. Help us to keep a pure and a clean heart, Father God, so that we may not start to think like and walk like and act like the world. But help us to stay on track, Father God, with your word as we may answer these questions, Father God, that we may give answers from the Bible, from your word in every way that we could, Father, without being worldly and actually, and, and excuse me. Okay, I'm on, I'm on line. Excuse me. Uh, just help us, Father God, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. This morning, this, uh, okay, I got this last night. Okay, she says, my name is Clarabelle, and I want to respond to the lady that spoke yesterday that said she is the sister of the pastor's wife. I just want to say that I agree with a lot of things that she spoke about yesterday because I myself was a victim of a lot of things that she and Reverend Hill spoke about yesterday. And I think it's only healthy that we talk about these things 
that's one of the only reasons why I listen to Ark of the Covenant Ministries every day. It's because it helps me to feel like along with the prayer that I am being freed for most of the things that my children and I are going through. We went through a lot of the things that the young man or young lady wrote about, and then the pastor's wife's sister came to respond. Well, I myself am a victim of what has transpired with things like that. And I do agree with her of walking the walk and talking to talk. We have a lot of people in the world that they want to say things and respond, but they change the Word of God to make it edify and uplift what they wanted to say. My husband was a pastor, and he didn't always say and get the right advice and do the things that were right. And he also, and if I can remember about a month ago, I can remember the pastor's wife agreeing with a couple of the people that came on. She herself said that her first or second husband was the way these men are that we are talking about. You can't take a person and change their life. You can't take a person and just block their kids and their family members out of their life because I, too, was treated that way. My mother was unsaved. My father was unsaved. The majority of my siblings, over three of us, were unsaved. I had unsaved cousins, unsaved aunts and uncles, unsaved friends. How many of us in this world can say that we don't? How many of us in this world including our pastor, could say that they don't deal with, talk to, or socialize with unsaved family members. It would be a lie if they can tell you that they're dead. So why try to take away the love and the strength that us Christian people should try to pour into a family and help strengthen the family and get the family together so that things would be more broadened. Give them the word and teach them what God say about love. Not try to draw them away from their family members. To me, I think it's hatred. And to me, I really believe like I did with my husband and with some of his cousins and other pastors that I know, that that's not from God. I believe that those are cult-like tendencies when you want to take your children and tie them up, when you don't want to eat and break bread with other people. I belong to a church right now, and we break bread every Sunday now that we have for the last few weeks. Then adjourning ourselves together with one another. And our pastor deal with the brokenhearted and the lost. The families that are broken to try to talk to them and give counsel and draw them back together closer. He also gives messages on the things that are wrong straight from the Bible. Now, we don't read everything that we read from the King James Bible because I myself is one in understanding. But I do have an NIV and my pastor read from a 
King James Bible, but we understand what we understand. And I believe as long as we are in the Word and as long as we go to church and as long as we serve the Lord Jesus Christ, that that should be okay. We're not just sitting at home tagging along and saying what we don't understand. But I believe that people should try to draw families together and not try to draw them apart and single out those that they hate. Because to me, I think that that's a closed spirit of hatred when you could take yourself. The Lord God said for us to be separate, to separate ourselves. How many of us are like that? Or how many of us could really say we're like that with each other's family, even with our own families? My husband was like that. And he dealt with his family. He dealt with his friends. He dealt with other church members. But my children and I were a lot like you said. You were, Sister Hill. We were alienated. We were dragged apart. We were kept in. We were kept away. We were miserable. I wasn't even able to speak to my own mother and father because this is what he came along and I tried to live by it for as long as I could. But even though my family was not saved, I loved them anyway. And I did want to see them. And I did want to be around them. And I did talk to other pastors as far as are we handling this in the right way? And I was told by four different pastors, no. I was told you don't have to do the things they do. You don't have to drink, smoke, use profane language. You don't have to come out of your own comfort zone of serving God to do what they do, but to show them love and kindness and light. That is what we should all be doing as Christians. So, Pastor Hill, some of the things that you said yesterday, I was in agreement with strongly, but a lot of things you said yesterday, I disagree strongly because the young man and your wife's sister was not speaking on love. I noticed you got on love and you got on marriage, but love and togetherness had nothing to do with the way you should want to live in your marriage and who go first and who because who becomes one flesh. We all, if we know anything about the word and marriages, can accept that. But what does it have to do with parting a family, parting a woman from her own children and her own family, Parting people from people when we Christians that we should be teaching and preaching on love. Do you think that that's only the flesh and the evility of a person that that's what they want to do? Or can you tell me besides coming out from amongst them and being ye separate that that's the way all people live? We would like to live that way, but we don't. That's all she wrote. And what's her name? Not for again? you, Clara Bell. Clara Bell. All right. Clara Bell. Well, I thank God for Sister Clara Bell listening. Uh, I thank God for Sister Clara Bell's uh, uh, letter, uh, her honesty, her heart. 
I, I thank God for, and I'm gonna continue to pray for Sister Claire Bell, and uh, I I thank God for Sister Claire Bell's uh, word that she she shows that she's been uh, in the word. She shows that you know she's been listening, and uh, uh, and I understand uh, her heart, and 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 I understand that that's most people's thought and and understanding, but as we here at the uh, Ark of the Covenant Ministry, uh, 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 we are here for healing. This is our ministry, and uh, I, I, I sure uh, is definitely thankful that she did uh, uh, acknowledge that she is getting healing through the ministry, and I thank God for that because the Ark of the Covenant Ministry is here for healing, emotional, spiritually, and mentally, and God is uh, truly blessing us in that area. Now, to deal with what I was talking about yesterday. Uh, uh, there's no way, nowhere, and no how that I ever come to the acknowledgement of saying that uh, it was to separate family. It has nothing to do with separating family. And what I wanted everybody is to understand that when a husband and wife comes together as one, Listen to me, and here is the dynamic, and I, I want you to understand this, Sister Claire Bell, because a lot of people get this confused, and um, we need to understand this very much so, so there won't be uh, 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 no destruction, because see, there is a nucleus to a family. It makes no difference on who his family or her family or whatsoever. But when a household comes together as man and woman, that is the nucleus of the household. The family is right there. The husband and wife, that is the family. Now, when there is children in the home, now, it's the nucleus of the family that is combined together to protect that what is in the home. So it is the husband's job is to secure his household that is within the family, inside of that house. That's his primary do is to secure his house. That means is to nurture to support, to uplift, and to invite Christ in. That is what he is supposed to do. That is his number one priority. Now, together, him and his wife will determine the living status of the house. Now, everybody's house don't run the same way. Everybody household don't run the same way. Some people's household run totally different. Now, when it comes down to outside individuals, including uh, children, outside children, adult children, the first thing must come into order is respect. 
the divine order is respect because he has children on the outside or she has children on the outside. They still have to respect the nucleus of the family. Because if he has a daughter on the outside, do that mean his daughter can come in and run over his wife? Well, I, that's my daddy, so I can come in here and do whatever I want to do. Just, just run over his wife. No. Do that mean because she has a son, he can just run over her husband? No. Because there is a nucleus in that house. It is no longer a one household family. It is a husband and a wife. So there has to be a respect. There has to be boundaries now. There has to be a respect in the house. And this is where the husband and the wife comes together. And sets the boundaries. Because the nucleus of the house is the family. And when the husband and the wife come together and set the boundaries, everybody has to obey what the house is. And because you have family, don't mean that the family overrules the nucleus of the house. I'm so sad to say that. That's why the Bible says the two, let the two come together as one. Because when it all comes down to it, it's you two that's going to be together. Because when, it, when it's over with, they're going to go to their house. And they're not going to let you come to their house and do whatever you want to do in their house. The first thing they're going to tell you, well, you're going to have to respect my house. So the same thing has to apply when they come to yours. It makes no difference. This is the way that we miss out as, as teaching. We want to bring the world's idea into a spiritual domain and it don't work. This is why there is a godly divine order. And in a godly divine order, there is protection. So there won't be no, see, we, we want everybody to be safe. And, 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 and we want everybody to enjoy godly freedom. We want everybody to enjoy godly living. We want everybody to have a wonderful time. But in order to do that, they got to be a, a godly divine order. Not a godly authority but godly order. And in godly order, there is some boundaries. Some boundaries. Nobody is trying to separate family. We want to show the divine love of God. We want to show the divine, come on, we want to show God's love. We want to show that. But we're not going to show disrespect. We're not going to show 
we're not going to invite you into our bosom so you can run over us. We're not going to let you be a doormat. On, we're not going to be your doormat. We want order and, and peace and, 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 and loving when we come home. We don't want to have chaos at our house because you say you family. We don't want the chaos. If we got to have a kid, we, we don't want that at home. We don't want that at home. Family doesn't mean that you can come into my house and bring chaos. That don't, that don't give you the right to do that in the house because you say you family. There is a nucleus in the house and the house the nucleus in the house will set the boundaries. Because you say you family, you don't run the house. And it's not that the, the that somebody is trying to separate. It's what they're trying to do is bring the house together so the house can get to where God is trying to take them that's in the house to, to whatever level God trying to bring them to. Because who's ever in that house, that's the people that's in the house, they are responsible to one another. Now, whoever's on the outside, wherever their house is, that's who they are responsible to. Because whenever they eat, whenever they go buy groceries, whenever they go pay their bills, they're not paying the bills in that house. So there is a divine order. So this is what I was speaking on yesterday. It's not an idea about you being family. There is an idea that God has a divine order. And we must respect one another and one another's house. I'm not going to be able to go into my brother's house and just do whatever I want to do in my brother's house. I'm going to have to respect my brother's house. I'm not going to be able to go in my sister's house and disrespect my sister's house because I'm her brother. Her husband is not going to allow that. I can't walk in that man's house and open up his refrigerator and go in his refrigerator. He's not going to allow that. That is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. Number one, I wouldn't do it anyway because I feel out of place. That's another man's house. There has to be some order. And when I come in, I'm going to come in and be respectable to that house because it's not my house. It's respect. That's all I'm saying. Everybody has to have respect. Because we family, we still have respect. It's not about separation. It's about coming together safely, respectfully. The Bible says, do everything in order and decently and in order. That's what the Bible says. 
And, and, and of course, we go around sinners. We supposed to go around sinners. We, we are the light of the world. We the salt of the world. We have no problem in going around sinners. This is what I'm called to do. Ain't got no problem in going around them. I ain't going to do what they do. Of course not. I'm not going to. I don't have no problem in going around. I've been going around them all my, all my life. People been talking about me all my life, walking down Broadway, talking to myself, searching abandoned buildings and, and finding the dead and all this kind of stuff. I've been doing it all my life, feed, feeding the homeless up and down and all through alley and gangways. I've been doing it all my life. And all my Christian life, I've been doing it. I ain't got no problem being around dope fiends and, 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 and the sick and the homeless. I've been doing it all my life. All my Christian life I've been doing. I ain't got no problem with that. I've been working for organizations that I've been doing that for all my Christian walk. I have no problem with that. I put nobody down. I sit on the side of street corners eating bologna sandwiches with them. I ain't got no problem with that. I don't feel I'm better than nobody. Stand on the corners preaching with them. I got no problem with none of that. But when it comes down to my home, then there got to be some order there. It's got to be some order. It's got to be some calmness. It's got to be some growth there. My family has to be protected. That's family. That's my family. I love them. I want them to feel comfortable. I want them to feel like they can rest, that they can have some peace, some calm. So there has to be an order because I'm quite sure when, when everybody else go home, they want the same thing at their home. So don't think that I don't want it at mine. That's all I was saying. That's why at, at, at the house, when, when, when two or one come together, when, when, when the two come together as one, they come together and they, they're the nucleus of the house. So together they will make how they can live in their house together. I'm not saying you got one that's a dictatorship. I'm not one as a dictatorship. That is not me. I don't know where people, how y'all come up with that idea, but my wife is right here on the line. She can tell you I have never once told my wife to do anything. Not one time have I ever said, go and do this. Never have I ever told my wife to do that. Anything that me and my wife have ever done, we have sat down and talked about it together. Any way that our house is structured, we have sat down and talked about it together. So, I don't know how did y'all figure that I, you know, we don't work like that, me and my wife. And so it's not about a dictatorship of none of that. It's about a divinely order. That's all.
just for protection, grow where the family is comfortable, everybody is safe, everybody is enjoyable, everybody can grow in the Lord. That's it. That's how your house should run. A Christian household should run in that order. Wife, you got anything to say? Yes, first of all, I want to address this to every woman, child, man, whoever listens. I think that everybody is trying to make it look like I, I was married. And I did have a husband. I want to reply to you, Miss Clarabelle. And I did make a statement, which is a true statement. And my first mother-in-law, which was my first husband, his mother listened at this every day, so I'm not going to tell you nothing that was ever a lie. He did have occultic ways. And he did have ways where he was a very controlling person. And I did keep my guards down and just focused on the way he wanted things and what he said to do. And I think us sometimes as women, sometimes we will let our guards down and somehow let that spirit seep in there and allow some of these men to do this to us because I did. But when you're on track with God's word, God will show you in your heart and he will tell you that this is not right, something about this that's not right. Now, I'm not going to tell you that I'm the type of woman that's going to sit up and let no man will dictate to me, not even Reverend Hill. My first husband, he was, a, he was quite something else. He was a dictator, and he did. I allowed him to pull me away from my family. He, I wasn't allowed. He told me just like I was one of the children what I wasn't allowed to do. How long if I did come out here to Porter County to see my son? How long I was to stay? What time I should have came home else I had to fight? Who was going to cross the threshold and who wasn't? Why his family could do it. Who could sit to the table and eat? Why his family could do it. He unplugged phones from walls. So I can understand you said it. Threw him in the trunk and went all day long without me having a, anything could have happened to myself and the children. That wasn't being cautious. And it wasn't being that loving husband. And it wasn't trying to have order in the house. See, there's a difference. I didn't agree to all of those terms. Because that is what you call control and dictatorship. No one, my son, if he lived to see September 3rd, is 33 years old. No one will ever tell me when or how or what time my son will be able to cross over a threshold and come to my house to visit me. Number one, he has a 13-year-old son there that he needs to try to bond and communicate with. It's not, no, it's not like it's going to be every day. It's not like it's going to be all the time. There should be order with who come in your house. I don't care who it is, whether it's my family or here. Pull the refrigerator open. Just take and drink milk, juice, water, pop, eat. Take the leftover chicken out and go microwave it and eat it. Now, if you ask in a nice way, I will feed like my husband just said. He fed shrimp. He fed homeless people. He searched inside of buildings. He walked the streets preaching the gospel. And he fed people he didn't even know. So what makes you think that I would let anybody tell me that I can't give my son a plate of food, that my son can't have a drink of water? I don't know what type of idiot that you people take me to be for being or what type of woman of God 
that you people see me as being because of some of the things, false things that you all have heard on the air or testimonies or questions and answers that you all may have heard other people say, but you all have got me so picked wrong. That's not the way our marriages ran. We respect each other. We're going to discuss. We always will. How are we going to deal with things? What order is going to be in the household? And it's not like that. If we were, did have a cultic way that he said, well, I don't want your family to call. I'm going to say, well, I don't want yours to call later. Well, I don't want you to call your family. Okay, long as we're in agreement that you delete all those calls you got of yours. See, that's the way it runs with a family when you come together in agreement. It ain't no one-way street. A marriage shouldn't be a one-way street. And when you take it outside of what God's Word say and what the Bible say and you don't stand on God's Word, that's when the problems come in. Amen. I would never be that type of woman. I love my children. And I resent people for trying to make it seem like I just do what some man, any man, Reverend Hill, anybody tell me to do. I resent some of you people for calling in and even writing um, testimonies or your questions and answers to try to make it seem like this is what's going on. That's not going on. That's not happening. It will never happen. It will never happen. Mm-hmm. I have a 37-year-old handicapped daughter with the mentality maybe of a four to a seven-year-old. I have a 13-year-old grandson that I have raised from the time he came in this world. When I married my husband and I have a if my son, like I said, lived to see September 30th, he'll be 33 years old. I love my children. I would die for my children, but I ain't going to hell for neither one of them. I ain't going to hell for nobody when they got the same chance to go to heaven as I have. And you know what that means? Accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Repenting. Asking God to forgive them for all their sins, just like I did. And just like some of you need to. So... It's, it's not a thing of, it's, it's the thing of not worldly order, because some orders in the family, it is worldly order. It's what we see in our own eyes and what we think that we should do and how we should handle certain situations. But if it's godly order, Jesus said, with love and kindness have I drawn thee. Mm-hmm. Jesus ate with prostitutes, drunks, dopeheads, whores. He thieves. He ate with all of that, all of these type of people, to tell them about his father, which are in heaven. He ate with all of these people. So with love and kindness, he said, have I drawn thee? He didn't draw people back. No, get away. No, don't want you here. I don't want nobody in my face every day. People take it because you're a pastor and his wife or because we are saved people. That is a certain way and a certain thing we should have to accept that you yourselves are not going to accept, like my husband said, in your family. We're supposed to let through our doors what you're not going to accept and let through your doors. You know, and I'm not saying that that shouldn't be family. If family is out of order, drunkenness, come to your house cuffing, you know, want to come to your house. And my, my son is a saint. Uh, my son is, has a wife. My son is a married young man, so whatever he brings through the door, and if it's a woman, it's going to be his wife. That's what he brings through the door because he knows he's not allowed to bring no ungodly order to the house. When he comes to my house, no, he can't come that custom. But as long as my son comes to the house and say, hey, mama, how you doing? Hey, Reverend, how you doing? Can I see my son? I just came to see how y'all doing. Hey, Nakia, which is my daughter, how you doing? 
he will always be welcome to come to wherever I am. And that's for any of my children. That's for any of Reverend Hill's family. When you come to my house, you come to my house with order. You don't come thinking that you're going to do this, 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 and this, and Reverend Hill going to smile and grin and let you do it. No, it's order. I have a wife here. You're going to respect my wife, just like he just said. No, you're going to respect the man. You ain't going to just respect the man. Like he said, you're going to respect the woman, too, which is me. You ain't going to say anything to my husband just like I don't expect for him to let his sisters, his brothers, his mother, his friends, nobody should be allowed to disrespect my husband and I don't address it. Just like should nobody in his family be able to disrespect me. And he shouldn't address it in the way should it be addressed. Look here, this is my wife. She going to be here. For as long God as long as long as God allows it. So it's certain things you shouldn't say if it's gonna be offensive to my wife. You know I don't wanna say it. And may the chips fall where it should with our family be members. Well, if I can't say whatever I wanna say and do whatever I wanna do to to pass the hill, then you ain't gonna talk to me, then so be it. Okay, then so be it. And this should be the same thing with him, vice versa. But we're not to get out of lines of what the Bible Tell us what to do and what a family is. See, we taking this thing and this situation totally out of context. I don't think no woman or no man that has children, that loves his children, would even allow that. So, I mean, as far as all this occultic stuff and all this making it sound like I'm just going to take another husband and I'm going to be married to him and let him treat my children, talk to my children. The way he wants to is totally, totally wrong. And vice versa, it is the same way with my husband. I don't expect to talk to his mother. I don't expect to talk to his family. I don't expect to talk to anyone like that in his family. And then he appreciates it. So we do have respect for one another. And we do know how far... The respect going, we know how far it's going to end. So we have order in our family, and we come to agreement what it should be in our household. You know, so we won't have it no other way. What's good for me is going to be good for him, and what's good for him going to be good for me. And we both going to walk in those same footsteps that we asked the other one to. It won't be no difference. But as far as me loving my children and as far as thinking that I'm just not going, I'm going to cut my kids off like I did with my first message. No. As far as thinking I'm not going to talk to my sister and keep praying with her and keep praying for her, yes, I will. As far as thinking I'm not going to keep praying for my brother, praying for my son, praying for my friends, and praying for you, Miss Clarabelle, of course. Because as a Christian, I have a position that God, as a servant for God, as God's slave, because that's all a servant is, is a slave to the other. I will never stop doing what it is that God has said we should do as Christians. And love is the key to it all. So I'm going to say, Jesus loves you and so do we. And I'm going to say that um, I hope you understand what I'm saying. I don't mean to offend anyone that is listening today in any form or fashion. But I just wanted to tell you how I feel as a wife. And I need to tell you how I feel as a mother. And I need to tell you how I feel as a child of God, a slave to Christ. So I'm going to let my husband pray for you, all of us.
Go ahead, honey. Well, we thank you for that, wife. And we just want you all to know that we love you all. And um, uh, as a family, you should always remember that it should always be love toward one another, respect toward one another. And with that, you keep Christ first. And if you keep Christ first, and keep the love and respect for one another, you don't have to worry about all the outside influences because the adversary gonna try to do what, he, do what they do. But if you keep Christ first and keep the love and respect for one another, you don't have to worry about the outside influence. Me and my wife, we, we keep the love of Christ first and we pray for all of y'all. Believe me, we pray for the kids. We pray for everybody. And y'all know my wife is a prayer warrior. She can pray. I love to hear her pray. I, I really do. And we pray all the time. We pray constantly for you all. We pray for the kids. We pray for her sister. We pray for her brother. We pray for her nephews, her, her cousins. We pray for everybody all the time. So if you keep prayer, and you keep Christ first in your household, and you keep the respect and the love for one another in your household, believe me, believe me, I'm here to tell you, you won't have time to worry about all other mess. Just follow those simple things. Let us take it to the throne of grace. Father God, we thank you. Your grace and your mercy. Lord, we thank you for the body of the living God. Lord, we thank you for your living testimony here. And Lord, we thank you for Sister Claire Bell. Lord, we thank you for her heart and her honesty. We thank you for the joy in her testimony as we joyfully rejoice in her being honest about her true feelings, being honest in her words, being honest in her thoughts. And Lord, as we lift her up to you, Father God, we just asking that you cover her with your blood. Cover her with your wings, Lord. Breathe upon her family. Right now, Father God, we're asking that you heal her soul. Lord, of the past, hurt, pain, and hardship. Right now, Lord, touch your children. Disperse your angels around them to protect them from hurt, harm, or danger, seen and unseen. Anoint her home. Disperse a sword at the door. Bless the threshold. Father God, right now, guide her path. Watch over her husband. And right now, Lord, break anything that the enemy tries to bring up against her. Tear down strongholds. Tear down divisions. And Father God, anoint marriages right now. Anoint yours for which you have brought together. Let no man tear it apart. Because the cord is no longer two, Lord, it is three. It is that which you have brought together and you are the third string. Father God, let it be the foundation for which you have put in the beginning. 
which is the rock of Jesus Christ. Father God, hear these words. Let it become a sweet savior unto your nostrils. Lord, we pray this day that if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice that don't know you as a loving savior, let it go right down to their heart as they cry out unto you. Save their soul. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if there's anyone here, that just said a prayer and cried out to Jesus. We want you to know that the angels in heaven are rejoicing. And so are we. We rejoicing for you as well. We also want you to know that we'd like for you to start reading your Bible. Start reading the word of God and find you a sin-hating Pulpit, pulpit preaching church. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to the nearest resale shop, the nearest thrift store, nearest Salvation Army, or go to the nearest church and knock on the door and tell them you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm quite sure they'll give you a Bible. If you like, you can stay here with us and keep up with us. There's several ways you can keep up with us. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, the Ark of the Covenant Ministry Facebook page. You can also like us on YouTube. We do have a YouTube uh, channel, Ark of the Covenant 2. Ark of the Covenant 2. That's A-R-K of the Covenant. C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T, the number two. It has our symbol on there, the hand on top, hand underneath, it's blue, and it's holding the world, and it's words read, instruments being used to reach those reaching up. Now, you can also follow us on podcasts. If you like podcasts, our podcast has a collage of things on it, um, it has our symbol as well, hand on top, hand underneath is blue. Uh, it says instruments being used to reach those reaching up. The Ark of the Covenant Ministry, that's A-R-K of the Covenant, C-O-V-E-N-A-N-T Ministry, M-I-N-I-S-T-R-Y. And it's on most of the major podcast platforms. And you can subscribe to that. That's free as well. Or you can uh, get our app and put it on your phone. It goes directly to your phone. You can go to our website and get it at www.arkarkofthecovenantministry. And you can go through either one of the portals there. 
prayer, messaging, spiritual exercise, mental or physical workout, or pull down the tab and say, get the app. Or you can go to your app store and just download the Spaces app. That's S-P-A-C-E-S and download that app where it say made by Wix, W-I-X, and just download that app. And then when it say put in the code, in, uh, be invited with, with a code or join with a code, you just put in, it's got two separate codes you have to put in. The first code is K-L-Q-G-E-S. Again, that's K as in King, F as in Frank, Q as in Queen, G as in Good, E as in Elephant, S as in Sam. Now that second code is T, the number one, J, zero, O, eight. That's T as in Tom, the number one, J as in John, zero, O as in Oscar, the number eight. Then you have the complete app, including the part with our new Covenant Seekers game, detective game. So you can really have a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun with that. And it's free too. The app is free. All we ask for is your prayers so we can spread the gospel all over the world. So we'll be loving to see you tomorrow at our worship hour at 10 o'clock. Our worship hour at 10 o'clock. You can see us right here where you're at right now. Um, we would love to see you there. The title of the message is, What Did You Expect? What did you expect? And we're going to be looking at Micah chapter 3. Micah chapter 3. And title of the message is, What Did You Expect? And we also today at 10 o'clock, we're going to be continuing with the book, um, The True Essence of God's Revelation for Family. Since we've been talking about family today, it should be a very exciting thing. We're on page 60 as we're going through uh, what God reveals about family and the different positions of the members of the family. So it'd be a very powerful day today. So come on back at 10 o'clock and we're going to be discussing family. So, hey, so we'll be good to see you all and God bless you all. And remember, as my wife always says, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Bye-bye now.